This is Guardy with Clear Life Combat. Today I'm talking to Matt Copra before he competes at Fight to Win 193 in Austin, Texas. Hey, what's up? Uh, my name is Matt Copra. Um, I'm a purple belt uh, under Rodrigo Cabral at Brazilian Fight Factory. And uh, I'm competing this Saturday on, uh, on Fight to Win uh, 193 in uh, Austin, Texas. So, so that's me. It's what I've got going on. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited that you uh, have me on the show, Guardy. I'm excited. I'm excited that you, you made some time. Uh, we were talking a little bit before this this episode and stream started, and it seems like you're pretty busy. There's a lot of stuff. The main thing is the weather. So here in Texas, we're not really used to this. And in Galveston County, over there in Austin, I think y'all get a little bit colder than than we do generally. So the event it got moved, right? Yeah, the the event was originally scheduled for uh, for Friday night, and uh, I uh, I was kind of aware of like the, how the, how the weather was going to get, you know, earlier in the week. And I was like, man, I, uh, I don't know how this Friday night's going to work because obviously weigh-ins are the, the day before. So, uh, and Thursday, you know, today the weather's supposed to be pretty bad. So, and you know, last year, I, I'm sure, you know, like it was, it was pretty rough weather wise down in Austin. I was just kind of thinking that that might happen again. So, but anyway, yeah, that because of all that, they moved it to a day later and things should be, uh, should be good Saturday. So, yeah, you've had the opportunity to compete for Fight to Win before. Uh, do you like that promotion? What is the experience like? Yeah, actually, uh, I was thinking about this before the show, and I, I think that Fight to Win is probably like my my favorite format, like to compete in. Um, a lot of people complain that so, like there there's a way to like stall in that format, but I mean, I think that it's it's way less uh, systemic than like other points based formats. Like just because, I mean, you gotta you got to try and submit the guy like that's and even like uh people like doing like fake submissions or whatever i mean that's that's uh i feel like way less of an issue than like advantages and stuff but anyway yeah it's a it's a it's a super fun experience like seth uh, the promoter seth daniels who runs it calls it like the biggest party in grappling and uh it's it's not far off it's always a really fun show there's like the walkout music and stuff uh usually like a, a crowd you can buy your friends getting tickets like people are having drinks and stuff it's it's uh it's a good time all around so pretty excited to do it again this saturday what's your what's your walkout music is this something that you use every time or do you pick something different <laughs> um my uh i think my my first fight twin match uh I walked out to this song called uh, Up and Away by Can't Stop, Won't Stop. It's like kind of like a funk, like it's like it's just like a groovy song. Um, and then the last like, I mean, God, like, I don't know, five or six super fights I've had because I did uh, like two, wait, no, I don't know. I, I've had a number of super fights since then. And I think every single time after that, I, uh, I've walked out to the song I Love It uh, by Icona Pop. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's like that that song. It's like I crashed my car into the bridge. I don't care. I love it. Oh but yes, it's, yes. It's a super poppy song. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's funny. Like it's uh it's like a really like whimsical, fun like pop song. Like a lot of people like walk out to like super aggressive stuff. And uh, I'm just I'm usually honestly just trying to calm myself down <laughs> like before I compete. So it uh, just reminds me not to take it too seriously and. Uh, you know, if, usually if I'm feeling good, feeling feeling kind of groovy, I'll compete pretty well. So that's why I like walking out to that. Yeah, you know, there's a, I guess, a mental aspect to the music and your competitor's music, and it could throw them for a loop or just kind of say what state of mind you're in. Do you think, does that come into play at all for, you know, listen to your competitor's music or you think when they hear your song? I mean, I don't think so, man. Like, I mean, 
I, I think your your walk up music is a lot more about you than than your competitor. Like you can't be, or at least like just from my perspective, like you can't be thinking about like what that are other guys thinking. I mean, it doesn't really matter that much. Like you're just gonna do jujitsu, whoever has the better jujitsu works. So it's more about you than them, really. And you are gonna be going up against his name is Sean Babbitt. Do you know anything about him? Are you familiar with him at all? I am. Yeah, I've actually competed against him. Um, he's a pretty tough. Uh, wrestler guy will uh and you know i like to wrestle too so we'll uh we'll see how it goes i think it'll be a pretty exciting match especially given the format where uh really all that matters is your submission attempts so uh i've been uh cooking up a good game plan with my uh, my buddies my training partners at a uh, brazilian fight factory and uh, i'm excited to test it out what's the culture like there at brazilian fight factory um man this is this is something that i, that I tell a lot of people about and they ask me about it it's actually probably one of my uh, one of my favorite parts about training at uh, Brazilian Fight Factory, um, just because like so here here's like a small example, like uh, whenever someone is new at the gym, and I feel like a lot of jujitsu gyms do this, but this is like like a lot of jujitsu gyms have like informal rules that aren't uh, like they're not super consistent. Like for example, this rule: like if someone is new, like or not, just any time like you step on the mat. Like you shake everyone's hand and like say hi to them or introduce yourself if they're new there. Um, and I like definitely have like trained at a lot of gyms. So I was like kind of a thing. Like you just say hi to everybody. It's kind of like, that's just kind of like a part of jujitsu culture. I feel like, but it is like a hard stop, like rule. It doesn't matter if you're like the like super like gnarly black belt competitor on the mat, like you're going to like say hi to all the white belts and like inter introduce yourself, which like, Sounds kind of silly, maybe, but like I, I think it's a super that's and that's just a small example, you know. Like that's just an example of something that's like indicative of like a larger culture. Like everyone is super cool to each other, and I think it helps, uh, like the kind of the roughness of like some of the harder training. Just because like I, I, I've definitely I've trained at some gyms where there's been like, like guys will like beef with each other because of like yeah. really really hard training. Like you you know some some people can kind of come to to words or like fisticuffs like if you're going like super hard and that like so just doesn't happen like at bff just because i think the like the better competitors there um set like a really good example as far as like being mature and like being just cool to everybody there so i saw a video that it was from pedigo submission fighting where these two these two guys i guess they were rolling hard there was maybe some stuff outside of the gym and they just let them throw down and then the video i don't know if they leaked it or, or put it out themselves but did you see that i actually did and uh <clears throat> i'm not sure i have a super developed opinion on uh on that specific scenario but i know that I'll, i know a lot of those guys personally and they they seem they have a really good culture uh with their team as well so you know what, if, if that works for them uh more power to them yeah i, I agree i don't really have an i mean if it's kind of like if that fixes an issue, there's different ways to do that. And if, if you're comfortable with that, then just don't have, you know, have beef with someone or don't. <laughs> it's, it's up yeah. to y'all, right? Yeah, right on. All right. So, you know, Fight to Win is coming up this Saturday. Do you, you, you talked a little bit. You said, hey, working on your teammates with a game plan. Ideally, uh, how do you see it going? Um. Well, so I, the thing about my jiu-jitsu game is uh, – there are a lot of places where I feel really comfortable um, with submissions. It's just a matter of like not letting uh, like positions happen where the game can kind of get stale. Like what I don't want to happen is to kind of like 
get stalled out like in in the seated guard or uh like get on his leg and be a little bit too uh too loose with like my entry and not worry so much about like my position and get my back taken so as long as i end up like in uh maybe like three to five positions that I've already thought about that I'm super comfortable reaching a submission or just if I end up on top, because, uh, that that's generally my experience, like finding guys who are super good at wrestling, um, that whether or not, uh, you wrestle them or use like some kind of like, or you sweep them, come up, uh, come up on a leg entanglement, anything, uh, as long as you can get on top of a guy who's more of a top player himself, a lot of them are a little bit more lacking in the bottom game. And it's like the, it's almost like you you're playing a video game and you feel the difficulty level like yeah just substantially you know what i mean yes let's talk a little bit about about your background what was your introduction to combat sports and um you know do we expect to see any other other competitions in the future um so the first combat sport i ever did was uh was wrestling and uh so I was actually a really horrible wrestler, fun fact, um, which now I do like a lot of wrestling stuff. So I'll train with guys and uh, they'll like, ask me like about like, if I, like, I don't know if I was successful at wrestling or anything like that, or if I was some kind of good wrestler. And I always like have to stop myself from laughing because I was like the worst wrestler. I was, uh, I was this super scrawny kid in, uh, in high school. I like started high school weighing like 96 pounds i was a, a gymnast for like most of my life uh and i started wrestling and i, I wasn't good enough to be the 106 pounder because our 106 pounder was just better than me because i didn't know how to wrestle so i was the 113 pounder and i just got like destroyed like for like my entire like first year of wrestling anyway i uh but i just loved wrestling you know it was uh i i felt very similar like uh, with that initially because i feel about jiu-jitsu now really just grappling in general like there is just something about it where i was like man like i really want to get good at this like uh just i feel like a lot an experience a lot of people have with jujitsu where they like go their first jujitsu class and they just get destroyed by a black belt and they're like man that's cool that i could you know do that myself at some point maybe um so i felt that with wrestling and then i never really achieved kind of what i what i wanted to in wrestling like i saw myself being this like great wrestler when I was in high school and never really happened. So, uh, after that, I, uh, I just kind of had this like void where like, it was all I cared about was wrestling and I didn't have it anymore. And, uh, my best friend, uh, Nathan Stanton, who I actually currently train with, uh, got me into jujitsu when I was home from uh, college. He like just brought me to a gym was like, Hey man, you got to try this jujitsu thing out. Cause he was training for his uh, first MMA fight. And he triangle choked me like 30 times. And I had that same feeling like, man, I got to like, I got to figure some of this out that I had with wrestling and uh, kind of a, a interesting situation. There wasn't really a good place to train jujitsu at uh, my college, but there was a really, really good judo team, which is super uncommon in colleges. There's maybe like three colleges with really good judo teams. And I could just see the judo guys and like see like there's like a small jiu-jitsu club there but it was like white belts teaching white belts and i without knowing anything about jiu-jitsu i could just kind of look and like contrast the two and be like yeah like i kind of want to i want to be like those guys and uh so just because of that i i ended up trying out making the team and uh just competed pretty seriously uh in judo for four years uh and was uh something of a mediocre uh judo black belt competitor for a little while and uh 
now I don't really train judo so much anymore. Just like standing up in the gi sometimes at training, but, uh, yeah, that whole time I was, I was also training jujitsu and I was home from college with my buddy, Nathan. And, um, then when I, when I graduated college, uh, I just kind of went full into jujitsu. So that's been like two years from now. Okay. So whenever you, what made you decide to, to try and even join the, the wrestling team in, in high school? Um, I, uh, I, I think my, my parents just tried to convince me to do it because I was, a I was a gymnast when I was a kid and gymnastics is like outside of the high school, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think, uh, I mean, just for high school kids, it's like good to be like involved in something like at the school instead of like yeah. away gymnastics, like 20 hours a week, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, then I just, for whatever reason, just tried out wrestling and loved it. So does that I mean, gymnastics background, does it benefit you now in, in jujitsu and grappling? Um, I think so a little bit. I think it definitely uh, benefited me in judo because I think I was not very good at judo. I still am not, but I'm pretty hard to throw. That's, uh, uh, I can say that for sure. My, uh, my judo coach actually, uh, I think like maybe like a, a year into competing in judo, he showed me this competitor that they like call like, I think like the Ukrainian cat or something. Cause this dude just like cannot be thrown. Yeah. Like he'll just bonk on his head, but like he'll, his back will never touch the mat. Um, and I like, I definitely tried to emulate that quite a bit. So in my jujitsu, like, uh, initially I definitely did a lot more like acrobatic, like kind of spazzy annoying stuff that maybe like, wasn't, uh, wasn't, uh, the best jujitsu, but I would like, uh, like maybe get super lucky and get the back or get a pass off of it. But now I try and do a little bit less of that and just try and be a little bit more, controlled and systematic in my jiu-jitsu but sometimes now it benefits me just because like maybe i'm like about to get some points scored on me or like i'm about to get my back taken and i just kind of pull something crazy out of a hat and like do some kind of like flip or something but uh i mean i'm I'm not doing a whole lot of that nowadays yeah so you, you mentioned getting done with college and and just going all into jiu-jitsu i mean what is what does that mean can you describe that um well so i think i kind of always had it in my head that uh, I wanted to like succeed in, in a grappling sport. Um, and like, that's how, that's how I felt about wrestling. Um, but I knew I was never going to be like, just cause I was, I started wrestling in my sophomore year of high school. So, I mean, I knew I was like never going to be some like freaking national champion wrestler or something. That's just not possible. Um, and then in judo, I was like competing against, uh, like guys have been doing judo since they were like two years old, you know? So I I had a similar issue, but I kind of definitely achieved a little bit more of a level of success in judo than wrestling just out of like pretty much just being able to train all like all day, every day. Um, And then this whole time when I was doing jujitsu, I like just here and there, I kind of got these like opportunities to train with guys who are at a higher level. And I just like every time I did, I kind of remember thinking like, you know what, like they're not that much better than me, you know? Like, yeah, like, maybe they like took my back and choked me or like mounted me and arm barred me or something. But like, there was a moment where like I did something that they like didn't want me to do, you know? And that kind of feeling just kind of grew over time to where by the time I graduated college, I was like, you know, like I really want to like be serious about trying to be a, like a successful competitor in jujitsu. And I mean, that's more, I mean, that doesn't really like mean anything in particular. It more just means like, I want to be as good as I can be like just, kind of take this thing to the end and see like how far I get. Um, 
so I mean, yeah, I guess that's, that means going all in wise, just I'm a pretty obsessive person. So I guess it really just means like channeling like that uh, obsessive energy into like something healthy, like jujitsu yes. or kind of healthy. <laughs> Ideally, where would you like to see your, your jujitsu career go? What are some goals? Um, well, so short-term goals, um, I definitely like to, so I'm, I'm hopefully, uh, if, uh, if everything goes well with my work, I still have to get, uh, like a hundred percent approved. Hopefully I'll be able to compete in the, the West coast trials. And, uh, I'd like to podium the trials for sure. I, uh, I competed in the East coast trials, um, in November and made it to the round of 32. Uh, I lost a tough match to zero. And, uh, so I almost made it to the second day. I think maybe the next time, uh, I don't want to like set unrealistic goals, you know, like I'm pretty realistic with myself. Like I'm not like, uh, some world champion black belt yet, you know, like that's just not where I am yet. Um, but I definitely think that I can make it to, to the second day of, uh, of the trials. So make it to the second day, see if I can make the podium. I'm not going to beat myself up. That doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. So competing at the East coast trials, um, I mean, how much more prepared are you for the, for the West coast trials? Um, That's a good question. I, uh, I mean, it depends like how you define prepared, you know, because I think that, uh, I was pretty physically compared, like conditioning wise. Mm -hmm. Um, but also I had a lot of injuries going into it. So like, I think like re if I made it to the second day of like, if I had won the match that I lost to zero, I, I would have gotten like destroyed <laughs> like immediately. Cause when I woke up that second day, I was like, like that is perhaps the most I've ever been beat up. Like after a competition, like just physically, my body was just so wrecked just cause I'd like burned the candle at both ends for kind of so long. Cause I, I did the gi pans and I did the nogi worlds. And, uh, then I did, uh, the East coast trials. And in between all of those, I just never really like got a good reset on my body. Cause I was kind of injured going into pans and then I like never fixed it. So I was, uh, I think that definitely going into the, the West coast trials, um, I'll be a lot more prepared for like kind of some longevity, um, like in the competition. Cause it's super hard. That's something that, uh, I think a lot of people don't realize about the trials that like, unless you submit the guy, like you're going to be fighting for like nine minutes about cause it's like six yeah. minutes, three minutes, you're going to be fighting for a while. And like the matches are crazy, you know, like they go off the mat, like, or like, the mat is like freaking this thin and then there's like a hardwood floor underneath. So like, you're going to be like sprawling on it, like scrambling around wrestling super hard on the body. And then every time you compete, you like have the, the adrenaline spike and then you go back down and you have to start mm -hmm. over again, you know? So like, it's not like doing like nine minute rounds and training, you know? Yeah. So um, I, I was that, just noticing yeah, people going off the mats. It was like the, the crowds right there. It was um, on all the videos that I saw. Oh yeah. It's insane. Like I just saw like some absolutely crazy stuff there. There's like, um, this dude had like a, a buggy choke on a guy and the guy like stood up, like about to go out in the buggy choke and then walked over to like the table, like where the, the scores were at and like put the guy on the table. So they had to stop the match because like he was about to go out in the buggy choke, you know, mm -hmm. because the refs just like will not stop the action. Like if you are in an inside heel hook, like, in the like in in the chairs like six feet off the mat like you were on hotel carpet getting your knee cranked in inside heel hook the ref will not stop it 
So, I mean, that's, uh, I think a big thing about me being prepared for the West coast trials is I definitely like, I already have, uh, like I got my feet wet a little bit, you know, I, uh, I already dipped my toe in and I kind of, I know what to expect. I mean, it's, I don't think I had unrealistic expectations for the East coast trials, but there's definitely a big difference, uh, you know, already kind of having been there before, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to get less psyched out about it. Okay. So earlier you mentioned about, I guess you and, and them like physically, and if you take injuries out of it, um, I guess what separates those guys, if they're physically the same condition, the same from the guys at the top and the guys who, you know, maybe have a couple more steps to get there. Is it a mental thing? Um, I think a large part of it is a mental thing. Um, just cause like, I've definitely trained with some guys where I'm like, how are you this good? You know what I mean? Like they don't have like any, uh, like accolades like in jujitsu, but like when you roll them on the mat, you're like, Oh my God, like this guy is like a savage. If he like gets, gets your back or like this guy's a savage if he gets you in a guillotine. Um, but competition is like, like it's not uh, positional sparring, you know, like it's not like you don't get to start where you want to start. So I think a big part is people or a big part of successful competitors that I'm definitely trying to figure out myself uh, how to improve on this is guys that are really, really good at making the match go the way that they want it to go, you know, like they're, and then they're really good at like getting it back on track if it doesn't go that way. You know what I mean? Like if you want to like funnel your, like say you really want to be on the back, but you're not good at taking the back, then you'll like, you'll just lose a lot. You know what I mean? Especially if it's sub only and that's your only sub. So a big part of it is just being good at competing. Like just you have to compete a lot and kind of figure out how you get to your best positions because you don't get to start in your best position. Yes, that's awesome. See, th those are kind of things that I, I just love to learn. And you, you know, how many times would you say you competed last year? Um, oh, man, <laughs> I don't know. Um, fair amount. I mean, I competed like, it would take me a second to count, but I mean, like probably like 10 times maybe. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's much like, I know guys that like compete every other week. So it's just, it's hard to do that. Like balance, like compete every other week and like, you know, still see your friends, like still have work stuff. So, I mean, I compete definitely. I feel like as much as, as much as I can make happen and still balance other aspects of my life. Yes. You know, uh, can we talk a little bit about, I guess, Austin as a city, and what's really happened in the last year and a half or so with jujitsu there? Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously a bunch of, uh, of the, the best guys in the world have moved there, like uh, Craig and Nicky Rod and all them at, uh, at the B team and uh, Gordon and all them at, uh, I guess, what's going to be New Wave. I think they like teach out of Hinsler uh, Gracie Austin, which is a really small gym um, just down the street. And then I, I think that they're like going to open up a new school here soon. But, uh, I mean, I th obviously I don't train at either of those gyms, but I think that, uh, I think it's a good thing for, for me, like selfishly, just because, uh, like, uh, I've ever heard like the saying, but like a rising tide raises all ships. Like it's not going to make me any worse that like better guys are around me. It'll make it harder to win a local competition, but like, I'm not, I don't care about winning a local competition, you know, like I want to be good at big competitions. So if like, I'm like iterating out more often uh like competing against super high level guys that's awesome for me so uh that's kind of like my selfish answer of what i think about it i think it's great um 
yeah, I, mean, I think probably if you, if you compete in jiu-jitsu, you should probably feel the same, feel in Austin. Yes. Okay, uh, you, you mentioned some short-term goals, and then kind of just in passing, you said uh, uh, a world champion black belt. Is that a long-term goal for you? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's not like – I don't have that super set in stone as a goal just because there are a lot of really, really great competitors who never won the world's black belt. So I feel like it's uh, – I mean, because you could be like in, in the perfect shape and just like whatever happens on that day, it just doesn't go your way. You know, like maybe like, I, I'm not going to like have my heart broken if I'm not like a, a world champion black belt, but I want to like, ideally I would like my jiu-jitsu to reach a level where I am a, a black belt competitor with like my name in the hat. You know what I mean? Like competing on a regular basis, uh, like able to like, you know, do seminars, stuff like that. I mean, I, I don't really ever see jujitsu as being like my, my soul, like, like my income or anything like that. But I mean, I love to do it and I'd like to just be really good at it, you know? So yes. however good, be, uh, whether that's just being a, a really good brown belt or just a, a black belt who uh, can win most competitions. I mean, I'm, I'm going to see what that is. I'll do my best to make it happen. But uh, however I end up, I'll be happy with because I know I gave my best effort. Do you have any desire to to transition to MMA? Not really, honestly. I uh, I definitely am uh, uh, big on the, on the grappling, not so not so much on the striking. I uh, actually, my, my best friend Nate, who got me into jujitsu, uh, I trained a little bit of striking with him when I first started doing jujitsu, and it, pretty funny story. I tell people this all the time, whenever they think that like, I've like done MMA before or something. Um, cause a lot of the guys at BFF, like just all have done, like have all fought or like all can strike. So they like assume that I can as well. I'm like, no guys, like not at all. In fact, when I first started training, uh, jujitsu with Nathan, we did some MMA stuff. I would show up to gyms with him where he was going to spar with them. And he was like, definitely. Cause we weren't training at like super advanced gyms. And his, uh, his, uh, Muay Thai is like pretty advanced. So it, whenever we like showed up these gyms, I'm like the guy who was like showing up with the guy who's there to like try and smoke everybody. <laughs> and I'm also like reasonably athletic looking, like similar build as him. They just assume that I'm his training partner when like, really I'm like his, like his white belt student essentially. And, uh, in striking so all these guys would just go super hard against me and just beat the freaking brakes off of me at the gym and i uh like <laughs> it's like they're like taking out their anger on me or something you know <laughs> it's not like jujitsu or like if uh if you're rolling the white belt you're like okay like I, I i can see like he's not like super advanced i'm not gonna like try and tap him as many times as i can so just because that initial experience kind of put a bad taste in my mouth with striking so i, I think i'll probably stick to the the tussling on the ground uh leave leave the mma to the to the tough guys all right okay so just a reminder matt will be competing at fight to win 193 that's this saturday in austin texas he's gonna be facing sean babbitt uh, i believe that's gonna be on on flow grappling or you'll be able to get some tickets and attend that as well um, is there anything else that you'd like to share today um yeah actually i mean i I guess I'd just like to, to thank my training partners uh, for getting me ready for this. Uh, my, uh, my buddy, William Tackett, helped me out with the, with the game plan. Um, last night, me and my buddy, Michael McCray, who's also competing. Oh, yeah, that's a good thing to do. I'll, uh, 
my, I got a couple buddies competing on this card as well. You make sure to watch out for them. Uh, Zach Tellender, JT Little, uh, Michael McCray. Uh, I think that there's someone else. Oh, Brandon Gambucci. Duh. So all those guys, Brazilian Fight Factory boys, will be competing on the same card. Make sure you, you give them a watch as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for making time today. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for having me on your show, man. I loved it.